Hey, I'm Gina Keeping, ex-classroom teacher turned mindset and business mentor. Not too long ago, overwhelm and stress was my norm. Now, I have created a life where I help entrepreneurial women create an unstoppable mindset and teach them how to grow and scale their own businesses, all while getting their own gifts out into the world and creating an impact. Welcome to the Keeping It Real podcast, where each week I bring you an inspiring person or message where we talk about all things life and business related, where our conversations are real, the information is inspiring, we have a splash of fun, we have lots of laughs, and we dive into life lessons and deep conversations about all the things. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Well, welcome back to another episode of Keeping It Real. And today I'm super stoked to have Sam Pico on the show. Welcome, welcome. Gina, I'm so excited. Finally, we are here together. It's been a struggle. It's been a struggle, but we're here. I'm super excited to have you here. And the cool thing is, is like I reached out to a mutual friend of ours, uh, Jason Piercy. And I said to him, like, do you know anybody who would be amazing for the show? And you were one of the first people he said, he was like, you got to have her on. And I was like, okay, like what would be good? You know, what could she talk about? And he was like, oh, confidence and like growing a business and creating your own path. And she's just real and talks about struggles. And I'm like, damn, I like her already. Okay. (laughs) No, like Gina, how do we not know each other? That's the weird thing, right? I really don't know. And I know we have a lot of mutual friends. And I said to Jason, like, how have we not met? (laughs) Honestly, now that I'm like, well, I can see you. I know everyone can't see us, but I can see you. And I don't know. I feel like you look extremely familiar to me and you sound pretty familiar, but it's probably from the podcast. Um, But I just, I love though, making those connections through people like that word of mouth as far as I'm concerned is the best way to really connect with people it really is and you have such a diverse background so I can't wait to dive in and for you to share like a lot of your lessons with our listeners so I could kind of go on and I can like tell everything about you that I know because of course I had to creep you and I found out so many things I was like oh that's so cool but can you just take a moment and introduce yourself and let our listeners know who you are Yes. So I guess I'll I'll start with my name, which you already introduced me, but my name is Samantha Pico. I am, I'm 33 years old. I like giving an age just for perspective. Age doesn't matter, but it's nice to just paint a picture. Uh, Born and raised in St. John's, Newfoundland. I own and operate a beauty salon. I've had that now for coming up on, I guess, six years, which is really, uh, really crazy. And I know people love this part, but I I did go on a reality television show. And a a lot of people, I guess, know me from that because it was a a really fun experience. Um, So I guess those two things would be my, I guess, claim to fame would be that, you know, owning the business and then uh, the reality show. Aside from that, if you know me from anything else aside from that, then I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. But this, so there's so many cool things. So I originally, and I do want to dive into these things because we're going to talk about confidence and creating your own path and all those things. But I do, I'm so intrigued about the brother, the big brother piece. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a, it was such a wild, wild experience. I always have been drawn to a camera, uh, a stage, uh, front and center eyes on me. So it just came naturally that I would audition for something like that. And it was a no brainer. I walked into that audition and uh, I I had it in the bag within, I'd say, I'd say like 20 seconds. I love it. And I love your confidence behind that, which once again, we're going to dive into that. But okay. So on the outside, people see the exterior, they see the drama, they see what the producers want you to see. But yes, During that whole process, did you learn anything about yourself that maybe you didn't know before you went into the reality TV? Well, I first thing when I got there, I realized that um, I wasn't as much of a super fan as the rest of people that were surrounding me, I guess. I really was there for I wanted to be on television. I didn't necessarily want to play Big Brother. Uh, so that was kind of my first realization that, uh, it was really serious. And these people had been diehard big brother fans. So I kind of had to fake that along the way. 
Uh, another thing about Big Brother, the game itself, you know, you didn't mention the producers show you what they want and they do create what you see on television, but it's not, um, it's not scripted. Yes, they control the storyline, but it's all coming from real experiences in, in the house. And I learned that manipulation and lying, um, backstabbing, that really does get you far in the Big Brother house. And I knew that probably I didn't have what it took. And I don't like saying this because I don't like doubting myself, but I, I knew that maybe winning was going to take a part of my like soul away from me. So I kind of knew that I wasn't really cut out to go all the way, but I was definitely cut out to make an impact, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And I would even argue with you there to say that I think that's not doubting yourself. It's knowing yourself truly where you're like, you know what? I could easily take away, chip away pieces of me to win, but your integrity yes. and your values led. So in my opinion, I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm applauding you for that. Because Thank you. Yeah. The easy thing would have been to just fit in, but you were like, no. And that's super cool. Yeah. So I think that's one thing I did learn about myself um, that I didn't really have what it took to go all that way. But yes, it is. It, is, it was a good thing. It was a good thing at the end of the day. Yeah. And what was life like when you got back? Because Newfoundland is very small. I can imagine how your life changed when you got back. Uh, yes. So what, what's, what's, what was really interesting is that um, it's like I didn't get to watch it. Some, some shows you go and you record it and then you're, you, can't, you have to stay quiet about it. And then it airs and you can kind of watch it as the world watches it. Um, that was an interesting dynamic because you're in there with no contact with the outside world. So you don't know what you don't really know. You're assuming, I would just assume that everything was being seen, but you just don't know how it's being, uh, received. So I was overwhelmed with the amount of love and support and kindness that I personally received once I got out of the house, because that was not the case for other people. Um, Newfoundland though, especially supports their own when we do things like that, because we're so proud of where we, we have, we, we come from that when you see someone on like a national platform, making an impact, it just makes you so proud to represent where you come from. So I can relate to that. Um, and that made me really happy to represent the province in a way that I feel like everyone was proud of, including myself. So that that was really, really special. And just the, um, the welcoming and the positivity, it was just, it was overwhelming. I'm so happy to hear that. Cause I was wondering if you got any negative feedback, but once again, I think that the way you represented yourself and represented your values, how could you not cheer that on? Yeah. And I think when, when you step into these spaces that not everyone steps into, you do get negativity, but I, I, I tend to forget. I forget, I forget about that stuff. So the, the, the positive definitely outweighed the negative for, for me, that's not the case for everybody. And it can get really hard. I know people that have come out of there and really, really struggled. I, I still struggle now because when you think about it, we're all human beings. And, you know, if people watch you on television, they kind of have built up their own idea of you. And I do feel the pressure to, live up to their standards. Even when I just meet someone at the grocery store, I do feel like I want to be who they think I am. So that's my own kind of complex. I overthink and I am a people pleaser. And again, if that book we mentioned, uh, it makes sense. So it all comes hand in hand. I'm trying to work through those, you know, anxieties and, and just be true to myself. So. And I love that. So this is a great segue. So be, right before you came on the podcast, you shared on your Instagram um, this beautiful book that we've both, you're just beginning it and I finished it. Oprah was uh, the spearhead. I can't remember the name of the doctor she worked with. Can you remember? Yeah, Bruce Peary. He's um, like an a MD. He's got an MD and he's PhD in I think childhood trauma, specializing in tra child trauma and how it affects the brain and the development of the brain. There you go. Bam. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I did a little bit of research on him because I... I want to absorb this information, but I, I, I'd like to know where the people who are telling me got the information. Obviously, Oprah is very reputable. Some people have other things to say, but Oprah has just been such an incredible, I don't know, just a 
just a pillar in my, my mindful, my mindfulness journey, you know? And she is, she's like a thought leader and her, I think her mission is just really to help people. But for a little bit of a background for people who are listening, like, what the heck are they talking yeah. about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this book is called um, What Happened to You? And we both uh, we had a little conversation before we came out, came on about the importance of our childhood and how we show up um, as we are today. So you're in the beginning stages. What are you learning about yourself? So my, yeah, for my, I'm sorry to cut you off, no, no, go my ahead, particular go. journey, like as I'm going through my life, I, you know, I hit some roadblocks or you're, you're going through things that you're just trying to understand the cycle of the habits or, you know, the, the belief systems, or, you know, maybe relationships aren't working out or friendships or, or things that I've just always loved to understand why. Uh, I've always been fascinated with psychology and the brain. And I really do feel that those beginning stages of your life really set the base and the foundation for your belief system, how you love. And I mean, to me, that just makes sense, right? Why, why wouldn't it start at the beginning? Um, so I've just been plucking away at different things uh, related to that with podcasts and books. And then I found this one and it's like the answer, I find, I, I think, um, to... It's so deep rooted. I, I, I feel like we should have another episode where we could just talk about trauma and past trauma because yes, please. I don't know. <laughs> I would love to. And I just don't know if you, I don't know if you get through life without trauma. You know, what? I agree. I, I, I have never encountered someone. And I, I think it could be traumatic not to encounter trauma, which is even weird to say, if you know what I mean? But this book just helps you understand. And I think the most profound part of the, of the book so far is that we are born whole, right? That we are born whole. And then as a baby, we are looking for the reasons and trying to understand why we're here and how the world works and what we're supposed to do. And that's where um, that foundation gets chipped away at as you go older and you have your experiences. So it's all about regulating your needs and balancing everything out, nurturing. Um, an ex example is when a baby cries, it's just even so profound when a baby is crying, if that baby is not tended to because that baby is just trying to regulate itself. And that could be a traumatic moment. If that baby cries for hours and you know, no one consoles or rocks the baby that, that in itself could be considered a traumatic event. Uh, it, it's so crazy. I don't know how people have children because I would put my kid in a bubble and just, I, I just, it's amazing. And it's all, we all go through it. Right. It is. And I think at some point, like we're both in our thirties and at some point you self-reflect and you look at your tendencies and you also become hyper aware of the people around you and how we're all here for human experience, but so many people suffer in different ways. And it does come back to our childhood. And like you, I had a big grin on my face when you were saying like, you need to know the why and the how, because I'm the same way. I am fascinated with the brain. I'm fascinated with understanding trauma and it is really deeply rooted. And we are, we are born whole. And this is not about pointing fingers. I want to be very clear on that. Like, I think sometimes when people look back and self-reflect and start this healing process, sometimes they point the fingers that this is your fault. It's, it's nobody's fault. Everyone is just doing the best that they can, but it's our responsibility to do that deep healing work and to look at our traumas as an adult if we want to change. Yeah. Another, uh, and I don't want to get too much into it because I really do think we should talk about it in another uh, uh, episode. Um, what's really, really uh, fascinating was when you, when you think about the brain and how the brain develops, if you take a triangle and flip it upside down, so the point is at the bottom. And that's where all of our, like our, our brains at the stem cell, the base of the brain is where it, the brain developed first. And then it comes out, right? So it starts down there and everything that we do in our life, once you have those experiences that are stored in the back of the brain with the memories, um, your sensory things like smell and sight, which are at the top of the brain, they have to connect with the base of the brain. So it has to make sense. So all those things that, you know, as your brain develops as a child, your belief system, how you love, how you communicate, where you're safe. And then you go out into the world. It's always connected back to that base of the brain. And then it's, you're trying to understand who you are and what you're doing and why you're doing it. 
And it's just, it's so fascinating. So I don't, I, and, and you know, the development between the ages of two and six and how the, your brain is growing. Do you know that when you're a baby, your brain will develop like 33,000 new neurons every second. And you and I right now today, we will develop about 700 new neurons in our brain, new pathways, new, you know, I wish I, I actually wish I didn't know. I wish I, <laughs> some things I wish I didn't know because it's just ignorance is bliss in ways, but it's just information. We should circle around and we should do a full podcast on this. Um, because I do, I do believe it really, and once you understand these things about yourself, they can help you show up better as an adult. Well, it helps you understand other people. And instead of asking, because there's people who react in certain situations, you have a panic attack walking down the pedestrian mall and you might look at that person and be like, there's something wrong with that person. But it's more like what happened, what happened to that person to be triggered right now to have a panic attack because something is deep rooted. So it's not what's wrong with somebody. It's what happened to somebody. It's huge. But again, I'm in chapter two and all this information that I just word vomited was from one chapter of that book. Right. And I'll put the, the name of the book in the show notes as well so people can check it out. I, and That'd you said great. this in your stories, but I believe as well that every human being should read this book because you will learn things about yourself and even showing compassion to the people around you, the people that you love, what they're going through, because you don't have to take the pressure off. Yeah. Pressure off yourself. Stop, stop beating yourself up. Stop blaming other people. Stop living in the past. Acceptance, understanding, move forward. Could have said it better. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Part two. You've done a lot of work on yourself to get to where you are. Yes. For those people who are listening, who might be just dabbling into this world of looking deeper within, what advice would you give them to start the journey of healing themselves and self-reflecting and really getting to know themselves? Uh, I would go download the app um, Headspace, start meditating. Meditation is where it started for me. And at first I was like, I have ADHD. I cannot meditate. My brain is very sporadic. It's hard for me to um, organize my thoughts. Um, but this app, it was basic. It was very beginner. The voice was very soothing and it just, it really did help me. If you could just sit and focus on your breathing, let the noise of the brain just kind of settle the mindfulness, just that I would recommend, uh, downloading the headspace app and trying to meditate. And do you meditate every day? No. So (laughs) I, no, definitely not. I, I need, um, I'm, I'm not a routine based person. I meditate when I need to meditate. So I discovered meditation when I needed to, I, I put it down and I'll pick it back up. Now, um, I don't use the app as much as I will sit just in silence and just stop. And for me, I just need to, it's just about shutting my brain off. And all I think about is breathing in, breathing out, breathing in, breathing out and do that for a minute. And then it's like, you've kind of grounded yourself. I don't do it as much as I, I definitely need to do it more. Um, but I don't meditate every day. Now I pick it up when I need it. I like it. And meditation is different for everybody because, you know, I do meditate daily for me. It was a game changer too. At first, when I started, um, I couldn't sit with myself. I couldn't meditate. It was such a struggle. And until I started doing the inner work, but for me, for breathing, like I have a football game this afternoon, that's my meditation sometimes. Yeah. It's just a way to quiet, like you said, and take those breaths and just be with yourself for a moment, you know, and we don't allow that space often enough. And I think another thing for people who are want, want to step into like their self-healing journey to start talking about it, like find a friend or someone that you trust that you can kind of like. Just start talking about it instead of thinking about it. And then you can kind of start stepping into that space because it's not really easy. It gets kind of scary. You'll kind of take 10 steps forward and 20 steps back and 40 steps forward, 50 back. And then you, you, but but that's what life is. It's a, it's a journey of becoming your best self. You got to start somewhere. Yeah, you do. And I think too, one of the reasons why I created this podcast is to normalize talking about the stuff that we've shoved under a rug for way too long. 
because I truly believe you can't heal if you don't talk about it or acknowledge it and accept it, right? I think so many people are living in shame and that shame of things that they couldn't control is holding them back. And I think that's so sad. So you talking about this and like people who, you know, on the outside, super confident, super outgoing, but having these conversations to say, you know what, I want to normalize talking about this shit. I want to normalize that I'm human too. And that you struggle. I think there's so much power in that. So a good, a good part is if you like a good sign is if you feel like something's off that you want to change. Like that's, that's like the first, like that you're not content and you're like something kind of has to give. And then like, that's kind of the first like good sign that you want to you want to level up or like raise your vibration and step in that space. So that's a good sign. And it, it's, it can be scary, but you gotta just even wanting to make a change is good. Absolutely. And I want to kind of circle back to something that you said, because um, you said like upholding this image of what people um, expect of you and, and want from you from reality TV. How do you make sure that you still stay true to yourself and your own standards and values in the pursuit of also doing that? I'm still struggling with that in every aspect of my life. But now I think about, I listen to my gut feeling and if it like serves my soul or not. And I can kind of tell in my body now whether or not I am like, I used to like be like, oh, you're just anxious because um, you're not comfortable with the situation. But I realized that that feeling was actually that I w- just wasn't aligned with who I truly am. Or I know that if I'm going to this thing or talking to this person, that it's not for me, it's for them. Um, and there's nothing wrong with helping other people, but it still has to serve you some somewhere. So I still do struggle with that. Uh, sometimes I'll just shut off. Sometimes I'm hard to get a hold of. Sometimes, and those are when I have. That's when I'm not feeling good. That's when I've exerted too much of like my my not true self, and then I need to go and like recharge. Ooh, but thank you for sharing that because a lot of people wouldn't actually vocalize that, but that is so true. And I think it's so easy to sway one way or the other, and being aware of when you're starting to drift and going, okay, I need to check in. Like you say, if you need to go and create your distance in your space, I think that's a really important tool to have in your toolkit to come back and allow yourself to really self-reflect and go, this didn't serve me. I got to come back to me. Yeah. And if you trust it, once you start trusting your gut, your, your body will tell you your, 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 your body will kind of give you the answers to everything. Absolutely. And I think we've been taught to ignore that. Yeah. But there's so many more people now who are going, oh, wait a minute. No, that's my intuition. That's that's my little soul nudges telling me that this is the right or the wrong thing to do. And I used to ignore it all the time. And I used to get these biggest slap in the faces like, yes, oh, frig, Gina, you knew better. Because there's a there's a difference between like your logical brain, your emotional brain and then your gut. So it's hard to decipher is this logical? Does it make sense? How does it make me feel? And then like, what does my nervous system feel about it? What does my soul feel about it? And then when you're, if you've gone through things like trauma or PTSD or your gut feeling, your nervous system can be, can be a little bit thrown off. So just, you really got to work through that in order to be able to fully trust your gut. Otherwise it can lead you to just kind of protecting yourself. And you don't really want to stay in that you don't want to stay in that comfort zone because that's not where the magic happens. So it's a fine, it's a balance. It's a journey and you got to, it's different for everybody. It is. And you're right. You can't grow in your comfort zone and it's really about getting inside. But when I first started this journey too, I found that some of my um, reactions were actually traumatic reactions, triggers. So I had to work through them. And then now I know the difference between when I'm telling myself excuses, this, this you know, to play it safe or if I'm like, okay, no, 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 this is what I got to listen to. So that's such a, a good lesson. Because at the end of the day, everyone just wants to be loved and love. And it's all about love. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I couldn't agree more. So would you say you've always been a confident person? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I know that's really, I have from, um, I can't remember not being. Now, as I get older, 
I realized that I used to think I was a, a very much an extrovert. And now I realize that I do need to recharge and that kind of stuff. And I know that's different from confidence, but I, I have to thank my parents because from a young age, I was singing and dancing on stage. So I do feel like being in front of a large group of people performing kind of young helped me step into that space of confidence. Would you say it helped you with the opinions of others and just doing it, even if people didn't agree with your decisions? I've always really liked who I am. I do. I've always just kind of been like, I don't know how, like I wasn't a bully and I didn't bully. I I really, really liked who I was from an early age. And I don't know if that's because of acceptance from a stage and clapping me like, oh, you did a good job or in that way. But when I get the criticism now, because when I speak now, when you're young, you don't really know much difference. But when I speak now, when I try to be educated and really help people, I get hurt more now than, than if I was younger. And maybe because I wasn't really, and maybe that was because I was trying to Again, I'm a people pleaser. I don't like confrontation, but that's because of things about that book and past things. So maybe I I wasn't brave enough to step out in spaces where I was negatively criticized, I guess. So maybe now I'm getting more brave. I feel more educated. I feel better in who who I am. I get get hurt more now because I'm like, well, I educated myself. and I really do feel strongly about that. I'm only trying to help. And I guess as an adult, I, I get more hurt than I would as a, as a younger person. If that Does that make sense? Oh, it does. But I think, too, like, you know, the repercussions of what could happen more. Like, you're just you have so many more experiences as an adult than you do as a child. So your brain is also mo- more developed. So you're thinking of more potential scenarios and you're looking at things through not just a child's lens, but like all of the things that you've learned that could potentially come from the situation. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, it's a different perspective. And I, maybe if I was kind of like, I don't have a lot, I have a bad, actually I have a bad memory and I think I've blocked a lot of stuff out. So if there was something where someone was like hurtful towards me as a young person, I probably did block it out and it probably did hurt me a lot. I probably overthought about it. It probably made me super insecure and it probably made me avoid putting myself in that situation ever again, honestly. Would you say that you avoid any situations now as an adult? No, not now because uh, it helps me grow now. I like, I like stepping into more of a conflicting situation because I do feel educated in the things. I do believe in what I'm saying. So now it's just an opportunity to, to grow if someone's coming at me with a more educated view or a different standpoint or, or if someone's just tearing me down because of jealousy or insecurities, then I know it's about them and not me. And how did you step into that? Because I guarantee you there's someone listening right now and is like, man, like I want to get to that place. I want to be able to insert myself in challenging situations and look at it as growth and also take it from a perspective of like, no, this is not me, not them. Like what advice would you give them to start the journey of stepping into that? It's almost like for me, I just didn't have that nature of like, of, of being like nasty. I just, I don't really have that in me. So I, Whenever someone else would treat other people like that, I was like, I just didn't understand it because I was like, I wouldn't do that. So why are they doing that? And then it was easier for me to understand that it may be something that they're struggling with, or you just see that it just doesn't make a lot of sense. But when you think of it from the perspective that that particular person is actually projecting their own insecurities on the situation, it makes so much sense. You see it so clearly. And I think that's almost like, almost in every situation where you're like, like unsolicitedly getting bullied or backlash or jealousy that just kind of comes like when you're coming from a place of good and that comes from a place of bad, it can almost every time it's, it's that the person throwing the shade that's actually struggling. You know what I mean? Unless like, I mean, we could talk about big political issues where people have made huge mistakes and they need to be held accountable for those mistakes. Obviously it's not the person that thinks it was a mistake. It's not their mistake. If it's a 
a very paramount mistake. You know what I mean? So I think if someone's ever, you know, attacking you from a, like a character standpoint or like an internal thing that it's, it's usually the person. Um, no, I do want to dig a little bit deeper on that because um, I, and I can only imagine you have had experience with this in the past um, as a woman in a space where you're putting yourself out there on a daily basis. How do you deal with the jealousy um, the backbiting of other women who see you as a threat and subconsciously due to their own shit, want to bring you down. How do you deal with that? Compassion and kindness, always compassion and kindness, no matter what, no matter what. So, cause where, where do you lose there? Nowhere. That, that person is struggling. I, I want to help you get to where I'm at or, or further than where I am. Because I'm okay. I'm okay. I struggle. I get jealous. Um, and I get it. I get it. I totally understand it. But there's room. There's room for all of us. We're so different. We all have our own, like, our own skills, our own little vibe that goes out that other people are going to respond to that. Like, my vibe is going to be different from your vibe. Um, you know, my podcast, hint, hint, is going to be different from your podcast. You're going to do a podcast? Are we launching it here? Are we released? Are, is this? Yes, it? we are. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is on my. It is on my list of things to do. And there's, there, you know, Newfoundland's a really small place too. So we have like what they call a lobster pot mentality. So it's hard. Sometimes people struggle. If you know, you grew up down the street from you know Polly, and Polly is off on a, a movie set, and you're, you know, doing something that you may not find just as exciting as what Polly's doing. It's hard for you to understand why Polly gets to do it and you don't, right? So what we try and do is we haul the lobsters back down in the pot because it makes us feel good about ourselves. Because if Polly's here next to me at the same job, then I don't feel shitty about myself. But that has nothing to do with Polly and has everything to do with Gina, right? So I, I, think, I think just supporting each other and compassion and kindness. And if someone gives you a dirty look, smile. Someone says, F you, just say, Thanks, but I'm sorry you're struggling with that. I really hope you have a good day. Here's some kindness. If you're able to do that with kindness and compassion, that's the best way to do it. I, I really, really like that. And such a good lesson because like you say, jealousy, comparison, those feelings are natural, but it's what you do with it when you're confronted with it. And once again, to bring the book up again, it's not about yourself, but it's what happened to them for them to feel this way, you know? Exactly. They're, they're, they're struggling. They're going through something. There's, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're working through something and just want to throw it out at other people. It's easier to do that. It's harder to internalize it. It's easier to throw it at somebody else. It's just easy. So that, that's, yeah. Kindness, compassion always wins. Does it ever hurt? Oh, it always hurts. It hurts. Yeah, it hurts. Sometimes you get like a, a little, you're like, wait, no, wait, no, are they right? Because you all, everyone has their own self-doubt, right? There's a lot of self-doubt. Um, and then I put myself in check and I'm like, wait, no, I like who I am. People around me like who I am. I don't, I have people that care about me. I have people that are doing well around me. I'm a good person. So then you just, you know, put yourself back in check and be like, okay, no, they are struggling. But yeah, it does hurt. I mean, we're, we're human beings. It hurts. That's one thing that I, I still struggle a little bit uh, with is when people say things and that's not true. And it's just like, it takes a piece of my heart and I'm really, really working on that. But the kindness, that same thing with me, I always try to show kindness and compassion. And like, I know it sounds corny, but I'm like, I send them light and love. Like, I really hope they can get past this and they can see. Uh, we have a, we have a funny thing we say at work. Cause I, I do, I work in the beauty industry and it can be a little bit, you know, dramatic and chatty. And if, if, if anything, if we, my space is a really beautiful space. And if you ever get that, you'll have to come see it. But it's, it's a, an environment that is all about um, acceptance, um, inclusivity, love, uh, laughter, and not taking life or even the beauty industry too seriously. Um, but what we'll say is if, if a negative talk is coming up, we say, may they be blessed with a lifetime of abundance and happiness. Always. May they be. Say that one more time. One more time. May they be blessed with a lifetime of happiness and abundance. So you say, I'm so mad that so-and-so no-showed me for four days in a row. I just lost out on $800. I could have got four other clients in. Um, she's blacklisted, but may she be blessed with a lifetime of abundance and happiness. 
beautiful. What a, what an energy shift. Like, even as you said it, I was like, ah, that feels so much better. <laughs> yeah. Because those words are poison to you too, right? You're the one saying, and then they're sitting in your brain, your subconscious. So, and then if you pass that on, you just, you know, that just kind of leaving it on a positive note and you do, I, I, for me, I do wish well on people. I don't wish ill on anybody. And circling back to what people say and talk about you, I want to mention is that I also look at it from this standpoint is if they're taking enough time to think and speak about you. I mean, I'm grateful for that. That's, talk about that's, a, good point. that's a good point. If you're taking up space in your life, in your brain, in your breathing to talk my name, speak my name, good or bad. I mean. Let's let me let's go. <laughs> I love it. So can you tell me a little bit more about your business? How did you start this business? Tell me all about so, it. So how did I start? Okay, so I am a self-taught makeup artist. So I started oh, my mom. Door. Yeah, my mom is a my mom owned a beauty salon. It was called Visage Boutique and it was on I think it was on Torby Road. Anyway, so my mom, uh, then she worked in the, um, I guess, beauty industry, L'Oreal, Procter Gamble, Max Factor. So my mom had, we, she was a rep for these businesses or these companies. And I had an abundance of makeup around me my whole life. I then started performing at the Arts and Culture Center. Every musical you could think of, I was there. And we started doing, mom and I started doing makeup for the shows. And that's where I got into it. So I want to say like 10, 11, 12, doing makeup. Uh, then in high school, uh, I don't know if you remember this course called enterprise or like, like a business course. Uh, and I created a, a cosmetic promotional company in grade 12 with my best friend, Allie. And we went to move on. And when you do enterprise, you create a business and then you can go and compete with the other schools. Right. So I took this business called Cosmotions, where it was a, a cosmetic promotional company. And I would go into the, I would go into Lawton's and shoppers where my mom had all these accounts and I would promote particular products and sell them. And then the customer would get a discount. My mom would get good sales. And then the store would be happy because they're making money, right? So uh, I didn't really realize that was happening until now when I think back on how actually good a business it was and where, where the beauty industry went now and promotional and like influencer. Like I'm, when I say my mom and me are the like original influencers, we probably are. Um, so this business went to win and we won first place regionally in this, this job fair, this business fair. Um, and then it was so obvious that doing makeup or that was what I should do that I stayed away from. I went to business and I did it. I went and got a diploma in business and I was working as an executive assistant for a health clinic. And I was like, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. I cannot work for other people. I knew I couldn't work for other people. So I just started my business then by doing makeup mobily. So I go and do mobile makeup. Um, and then I met my business partner, my, well, my, my past business partner. And her and I came together. The industry was really not much here. There was no, uh, aesthetic salon, just base aesthetics only. You did have a spa setting that would offer aesthetics, but there was no, no, just, um, like a brow bar, brown lash bar. So we started that first one, I guess. I know people will probably challenge me on that, but actually I want someone to challenge me on that. If you can prove that you were the first brown lash bar here, like prove me wrong. Otherwise I am. Uh, so we had 400 square feet, uh, on Hamilton Avenue. Then we relocated to Duckworth Street. Now I'm up with uh, 2,500 square feet and 10 staff five years later, uh, six years later. Um, and just myself now, my business partner and I went our separate ways. I guess it was uh, maybe two, almost two years ago now. Uh, and it's been an absolutely incredible journey. Our salon is based off self-love. I attract incredible, down-to-earth, amazing people. We don't do drama. We don't do negativity. Um, it's just an amazing experience. And then top of the line um, services. So it's it's been amazing. Holy shit. I love that story. And I think the thing that I love the most about it is that you were self-taught. Like there are people who want to get into the business world who feel they need to, and obviously there's some areas where you do need education, but like ways around it. You were self-taught and you created your business from the ground up yourself. That's incredible. 
Yeah, no degrees, no diplomas. Really, well, I had a business diploma, but that was like literally worth nothing. I wiped my butt with it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't teach you what you need to create a business from the ground up. Well, for me, I don't learn unless I'm like doing anyway. So, um, yes, there's a lot of things now you need to be, it's very important to be, um, you know, like a, you know, a certified esthetician when you're dealing with certain things in the skin and blood and in the body, like obviously, but from building a business standpoint from, from that, yeah, I, I don't think I give myself enough credit, um, for that to be honest. Well, from now on, I'm going to be giving you all the credit because that's freaking amazing. <laughs> and you know what? I, but for me, there was no other way, right? Yeah, that's right. I couldn't, I, I can't, I couldn't, I really couldn't work for somebody else. So I think for me, there was no other way. It was this way or no way. So for somebody who's listening, who might have a dream on their heart, that's maybe hesitant. What's one piece of advice you would give them to like, just go do the thing? So whatever the thing is, like, if it's a skill, like sharpen the skill, um, like really well, but what I've learned is offer value, um, that not is not necessarily like monetized with money. Um, if you're, cause right now is a really saturated, um, like online businesses and like coaching stuff and like, um, do you know what I mean with these, uh, like a lot of, even the beauty industry, a lot of industries are becoming really similar and congested in a sense. I think everyone wants to work smarter, not harder. And I think a way in doing that is whatever your skill set, whatever you're passionate about, start offering it um, without money, if that makes sense just starting out, obviously you're going to, you got it. Yeah. But if you start offering value to your audience or your clientele or your potential customers, it's a good way to build trust. Um, because nobody wants to be sold something anymore. We're all being sold stuff all the time. Uh, human beings are making more genuine, um, like they're thinking of, but they're more consciously spending their money. So if you can offer value, offer value, I'm giving away secrets now, offer value without expecting money in return first, uh, that you'll be able to build a lot of trust with your potential clients, customers, et cetera. Like that. I really do. And it's so true. And people are sick and tired of being sold to. Um, and there's been a lot of sleazy selling. So I think people's backs are up and they're looking for solutions, but they're also looking for legit connections and real people, not just people who want your money. <laughs> no, no. And I, I think that uh, I, again, I go off, I try and remember what your question was. Cause then I go and talk, but it's about what would you advise for someone that wants to step into like being an entrepreneur and what's some advice for getting them started. Um, also find somebody that's doing what you want to do. Find somebody, and maybe, maybe it's not the exact same industry, but I mean, that would be helpful. Do not take advice from somebody that is not living the life that you want. And not just from the outside. I mean, like the actual life, because everyone can put their life on social media, however they want to, but like how they're actually living their life based off how much money they have, the relationships in their life, if it aligns to what you want. Um, and then like literally harass that person and be like, sit down and talk to me and just ask them the questions about the unknown because they've stepped into that space already. Boom. There's your mic drop. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's good. This is good. This is good. This is really good. <laughs> yeah. This is good. This is good. Yeah. You're on fire. So <laughs> I'm going to lose my keys every day. <laughs> exactly. See, this is what you just needed. That's all. It's all mm. good. Um, I do want to talk about something that you shared on your stories again today. Um, you talked about that you're starting to shed some habits, some things that you just want to work on. Can you share a little bit about what you're doing and why you're doing it? So I, I do this, like I get this feeling like every time the season starts to change and it's like, I've taken all the information from the past season and like applying it to what I want to do now in the fall. So like mentally I am trying to let go of 
um, like we mentioned earlier, like that standard that I have to live up to or that expectation, because I think I put it on myself. I don't really think uh, people put that on me. I think I created that. So I want to let go of that. I want to let go of like, this is pretty personal. So like the overthinking that I do, um, I want to let go of that caring what other people think. I want to let go of that. I'm shedding that. Um, I'm even like, I'm trying to be just more authentically myself, um, going to the gym, trying to fuel my body with things that are better. And it's already, it's just letting me think a little bit more clearly. So yeah, I want to shed some, I want to shed the, I'm actually over the summer now. I'm, I'm over it. I want to shed the party life. I want to, I want to like settle down now. I, I typically do this in the fall where I'll dig my heels in and, and work. I like that. And I also like that you were, because I think a lot of people can relate to this, especially when you're in the beauty uh, industry as well, but even letting your natural beauty show and yes. instead of like not wearing your makeup and just, you know, showing that beautiful side of you that sometimes we don't feel that we can. Yeah. I get in these urges where I'm like, Oh, I want, I want like Beyonce hair. I want Cardi B nails. I want insane lashes. And then I'm like, you know, I just want to be me. And now that is still me. And I love both. But I, I, it's like, I go through seasons just the same way that, you know, the, the planet does the earth does. So I'm, I'm, I think it's funny because we go into like a hibernation, we go into a rebirth, we go into our, our harvest. So I think I'm harvesting right now. But that's beautiful. And even just honoring those different things, because sometimes we feel we have to be consistent and only show one side of ourselves. So by you doing that is giving other people permission to go, Oh, what do I want to get rid of? Like, what do I want to, you know, shed this season or what do I want to step into? And I think that's Uh, part. I want to, I want to feel whole and confident, even when I don't have the extra add-ons that I feel are necessary for me to feel beautiful or whole. I want to, I want to strip myself of those and feel whole without them. I love it. And I think everybody like listening can, you know, can take that challenge and be like, okay, I don't need the makeup. I don't need the hair extensions. Like these are parts of me that I can, you know, extend, I can't even say the word accentuate, but it's not who you are. You're perfectly whole without them too. Exactly. Yeah, I am. And it's all tied into this book and like this, the fall coming and like my lifestyle changes. And it's just, I want to feel whole as my authentic self with no additives. And then go from there. And then I can build from there. But I think that's what everyone is craving. Everyone is craving to just be accepted for who they are. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think we've been conditioned and taught to feel that we can only feel whole if we, you know, have the makeup, if we have the hair, if we have these things. And that's just bullshit. It's not true. It's society. It's it's amazing how um, it's like we're breaking the societal uh, rules or those beliefs that we've had but at the same time then you see a spike in the um like the instagram world or the facetune or the filters or the procedures or the fillers or the botox like you see you see all of this going and it's my industry and i i i love the beauty industry but it has to start from the inside out yeah so as as much as we see a rise in you know, all these things you, you see arise in the body positivity or the, um, you'll see like stretch marks and cellulite and, and all these things that are so beautiful and so normal. And I just think it's very important that we put those things out there. So people feel normal and know that they are normal. It's not about feeling normal. You are normal. And then all these little extra things like the Botox and the fillers and the hair and the nails, those are little extras because you feel whole already and then go play with that. Yeah, that, no, I really like that. And you being in the beauty industry, that's huge. Like you're changing the conversations, you're changing what beauty means and you can be whole and still have those things, but it's just not letting that dictate your happiness and wholeness. Yeah, yeah. I love it, I love it. Exactly. What would you say, like, if you had an opportunity to go back in time and say something to your younger self, what would it be? Oh my God, you're gonna make me cry. It's <laughs> a bad day for that. <laughs> um, probably, oh, that's so hard. I would probably say to myself, like, you're going to be okay. Like, don't stress. 
Don't overthink it. Trust your gut. That's so hard though. I, I, I'm still working on that. Still working on that. But as of right now, if I saw Sam, little Sam, I'm all, I see this, I struggle because I, I still feel like I'm, I have not, I'm, I don't even think I've scraped the surface of my potential. I, I think I've maybe scraped the surface, but looking back at, if I looked at little Sam now, I'd be like, just go to Hollywood. Just go. Yeah. <laughs> I just get on a plane and just go to Hollywood, figure it out. But you know what? I I think that all this healing that you're doing is going to bring you to the next level. Like this is only the beginning for you. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't do any of this. Like this is the way it was supposed to be. That's it. You can't live your life being like, well, you know, I should have should have finished high school, moved to L.A. You know what I mean? Like otherwise I would have taken that. I wouldn't have healed. I would have taken the pain that from a childhood taking that pain with me, who knows, I could have went to LA and got addicted to drugs because I had expectations to be a Hollywood star and it didn't happen. You know, how many of those stories instead I get to, I get to grow and learn and like all this healing. I just, I'm I'm so grateful for my journey. But if I was looking back at my younger self, I probably would have just said like, just go for it. Don't ask for permission. Don't worry about what other people think. Just go for it. I love it. And I think that's what we all need to hear is just, you know, don't listen to the noise, just follow that heart and go for it. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's beautiful. And one last question before we get into the fun piece, what do you think is one misconception that people have about you that you'd like to kind of go, wait a minute, that's not true. Mm, I'm pretty authentic. I do like my like my Instagram self is pretty close to my real self. I will say that. Um, I'm like people probably think I'm crazy, but I am definitely crazy. <laughs> I'm like I don't know. Like maybe if I'm like a like uh, I don't know if I can say bad words. Can we swear here or no? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, like I'm not a bitch. Like if people call me a, a bitch, I'm definitely not that at all I'm actually like I wish I was more bitchy <laughs> so I think if, if someone and it's hard even I don't know that one really I I used to get that I was like uh like a hardcore like people would think I party or like do a lot of drugs and I don't that's a big misconception is that I do a lot of party drugs and I don't that's a good one I'm, yeah yeah I'm a very high energy person and I can I feed off energy so if people around me are like high energy, I'm right there and then some. So that that was that. But that's always been a huge misconception for me all through high school in my life is that people assume that I'm like messed up on something and I'm, I'm really not. High on life. Yeah. <laughs> Best way to be. Um, so now is like the less serious part of the podcast. Um, so what we're going to do is rapid fire questions. So I'm going to ask you a bunch of really silly, fun questions. And you have to say the first thing that comes to mind. Are you ready? I'm ready. Everybody always gets nervous for this part. And like, we talked about so much and the fun part, they're like, oh my God, no. I know, I know. We like talking about like childhood trauma and I'm like, no, I cannot do the rapid fire. (laughs) (laughs) Too funny. Okay, here we go. All right, Who Who was your favorite Spice Girl? Baby Spice. Nachos or tacos? Tacos. A nickname you used to have or still have? Sammy. If you could travel back in time, where would you go? Big Brother House. No way. What would you do differently? Everything. What do you mean? Get a, give me two things you would do differently. Um, so uh, the relationship with Adam, I think, helped me. Maybe might have hurt me more than it helped me. Because I feel like if I wasn't tied to the one person really early on, I wouldn't have been a big threat. I would have been able to go in there and like really get Dane Anthony on my side and play them all off each other. I really do feel like I would have changed. I feel like I would have won the entire game if I didn't link up. And I am so grateful for my relationship with Adam in that house. Do not get me wrong. I'm so grateful. But if I had to go back, I probably wouldn't have jumped into that situation. 
Um, and the other thing was that I would have tried to convince, and it is, this always happens and everyone tries to say this, but really getting like a, a female bond or a female, um, not even necessarily fully female, but like just uh, change the way the game typically goes. Uh, but now they did that last season. I think, I think it was, last season was amazing of, um, of the Canadian big brother, but definitely the relationship with Adam and um, link up with some strong female players and really try and, and solidify that and like really, really do that. Cool. I'd love to hear yes. more about that experience. It fascinates me. <laughs> now, part three, part three. <laughs> we're going to have like our own private podcast by the time we're done. <laughs> yeah. Who's your favorite Harry Potter character? I'm not a Harry Potter fan. I know. Don't hate me. So I, so the, Harry, Hermione, is there a Hermione? There is. You're good. It does two of the okay, two. Her. Good. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> Sunrise or sunset? Ooh, that's really tough because they both have very special significance. Sunrise makes me feel like a boss. Sunset makes me feel like I'm going to say sunrise. I like it. Yeah. What's your go-to order from your favorite restaurant? Like a Whopper from Burger King or my go-to. I like variety. Favorite restaurant, my go-to. These are not rapid. It's okay. Not rapid. (laughs) Like my go-to. What do I love lately? Like if you had to go right now and get lunch, what would it be? I'd probably go to the embassy and get like their soup. They have such good soup. The embassy is great food, really good food. And I could just walk there. What is your favorite word? My favorite word. I wanted to say F F word just then. (laughs) My favorite word right now is probably inspire. Ooh, nice. Not what I was expecting. <laughs> yeah, I love that word. Inspire. I like that. I thought you were coming out with a cuss word. <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, that was that would that was on the top of my head. But no, I'm I like the word inspire right now. Me too. Um, what's your go-to song if you need to have like a pump me up? Uh anything Celine Dion right now. Nice. Um, yeah, that's the way it is. Such a good song, even though it's not like like crazy like pump you up like techno ish actually Celine Celine on pumps me up love it do you sing with her I'm gonna say yes at the top of my lungs yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I am I'm actually better than her right now because she doesn't know this but just don't let her know I'm better than she is I feel like we need to do a car dance song with Celine Dion. Oh my God. <laughs> Windows I, down off we go. Yeah. I'm gonna I, I, I need to go see her before um or this lifetime is over. I got to go probably here in Vegas. Yeah. If you could win an Olympic medal for any sport, real or fake, what would it be? Uh, <laughs> I could definitely win a gold medal in overthinking. <laughs> I could win a gold medal in people pleasing. I could win a gold medal in word vomit. I could win a gold medal in bad decisions. I could win a gold medal for red flags. Definitely. I am good at that. Um, yeah. I love yeah. it. I could win a gold medal in procrastination. Definitely. Mm, that's, that's pretty good. That's enough. Awesome. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? Oh my. For, for like, for everyone to be whole. Yeah, if I could just make you whole, yeah, that would be my superpower. Like whole, you know what I mean by whole, right? I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wonderful. Texting or talking? Talking. Describe yourself in three words. Energetic. Psychic. Goofy. Love them. And if you were stranded on a tropical island, you had all the essentials and you could bring two things with you, what would they be? I had all the essentials. Yep. I don't want to be that asshole that says my cell phone. <laughs> but wait, now is a phone an essential item? No. Okay. 
I'll probably bring my phone and then like a Wi-Fi setup, like so I can have Wi-Fi. Like that's terrible. I need help. I gotta go like inward. I gotta look inward for that. That was a terrible answer. Puss. I bring puss. I would bring puss and like a McDonald's restaurant. There you go. <laughs> These are rapid fire. Okay, I'm sorry. I love that you're making me laugh. I love it. Oh, biggest pet peeve. Um. People who are not willing to look at other perspectives. That really bothers me. When you're narrow-minded and you won't even like consider another perspective, that really annoys me. I can totally see that. I'm, I hate that too. Um, climb a mountain or jump from a plane? Jump from a plane. Fuck that climbing mountain stuff. If you were really hungry, would you eat a bug? Oh my God. Oh my God, if I was dying, I would eat a bug. Yes, but I don't like love them. your reactions. I love it. Uh, <laughs> Those are good questions. Would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or be able to talk to animals? It's so hard. That is hard. That's so hard. Mm. It'd be so cool to hear what an animal is saying, though but I would like to make an impact in different languages. At the end of the day, that was probably the hardest one. Um, I would really like to be able to talk to Puss, but I think it's, I like our nonverbal relationship. So I think I would prefer to know all the languages in the world so that I can make a bigger impact. (laughs) What is the best piece of advice you have ever gotten that you wish you knew earlier? It's a little bit more serious. I want to circle back to like, don't take advice from someone that's not in a position that you want to be in. I really think that's important because my biggest lessons I've learned from experiencing them. And at the same time, when I, I did go to someone who has, is living a life that I would dream of and they give me extremely good advice and I didn't take it because I had to, I had to live it in order to, to understand what they meant by that. Right. So I just, I just contradicted myself. So now I can see, I can see what you're going from. So now I'm confused <laughs> because maybe surround yourself with people that are doing what you want to do and not necessarily like taking exactly what they're saying and like doing it, but maybe being around that is important. You, who you surround yourself with, I struggle with this still, um, who you surround yourself with is extremely important. People that are going to help build you up and support you. Actually, no, trust your gut. Because if you trust your gut, you will be able to put yourself in situations when you're surrounded by the right people, you'll take the right advice. Trust your gut. That like that little fucking feeling, sorry, excuse me. That little feeling is so real and you have to trust it. It's so scary, but trust it. No, and we'll combine that all together. Trust your gut, surround yourself with people. And I think it's important that you caught yourself there because I think a lot of people think cookie cutter. It's not cookie cutter. You know, you can take great advice and be surrounded by amazing people, but also then listen to your gut, what what you feel is going to work best for you. Yeah, yeah. Because like they, though, and and again, their life experience is based on what they believe in, based on their core values, based on their childhood. What, What they really feel like is best for them may not be necessarily best for you, but the idea of success can be similar. It it can be a different path on how you get there, but that overall success of making impact, being financially stable, having a successful relationship, that goal can be the same and you're, you're, but the route can be different, but everyone kind of is going towards that same common place. Absolutely. Amen to that. And show me what is possible because if you're looking in your circle and you are the one that's furthest ahead, you're in the wrong circle. That's my, you know, like get into a circle where you have people who are doing things that you want to be doing. You have people who are making more money than you. You're, you know, making a bigger impact because that's going to help you level up and reach your potential. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, this has been so amazing. I am not kidding. <laughs> There's going to be part two, three, four, five, six, seven. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so much fun. Thank you for taking the time. Thank but you, Gina. 
before you do go, where can our listeners find you? So my, I'm a, my main thing is Instagram. So you can find me at Samantha Pico. So my full first and last name. So that's where I, you know, drive most of my traffic. So that's where I hang out. That's where you will find me. <laughs> and where is your, your store location? So uh, the salon is called the Studio Beauty Bar. It's located at 390 Topsail Road here in St. John's, Newfoundland. So for the local people here, it's actually uh, in the same building as Shoppers Drug Mart on Topsail Road. You can't miss us. Um, come by, hang out, say hello chill and laugh you know whatever all the things you're really close yeah. to me so i will be yeah. coming in for a visit guys do yourself a favor sam is just so refreshing so real so authentic go and follow her go to her store do all the things listen to her new podcast coming out <laughs> <laughs> no pressure now i have to go do it <laughs> that's yeah, how shit gets done <laughs> yeah i want to i want to thank you for for having me and being so patient as we line this up um and i'm definitely down for a, a round two and, and, and all that. Absolutely. 100%. And now do you have one last gold nugget to share with our listeners? I shared a lot of nuggets. <laughs> like guys, you, you, you got a 20 pack here today. It was a 20 pack of nuggets. Um, at the end of the day, uh, just start loving yourself from the inside out. That's it. Cause once you're good, nothing else can, can break you down. Amazing. What a good, la- a good last chicken nugget. Yeah. A <laughs> last chicken nugget for you. Well, everyone, thank you much. Thank you so much for listening, friends. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode. This is Gina Keeping. And remember to keep it real and keep it fun. Thanks so much, Sam. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for spending time with me today. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you did, feel free to take a screenshot and share this with someone that you think should hear this. If this is your very first time listening, I would really appreciate if you push that subscribe button so you can join us for all future episodes. And if you're feeling really generous, I would love for you to leave a five-star review. Be kind, folks. I'm Gina Keeping, and today we have been keeping it real. We'll see you next time. Thank you.